0: 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented, omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2U are even better than the original and carry a limited 3-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 6DHelmets.com for more info. Hey, good morning, guys! You are listening to the uh, Monday Kickstart Podcast, presented by our friends at Sixty Helmets. Um, it's uh, we're almost halfway here in Salt Lake City. We just uh, completed round three, or rather, Salt Lake City round three. That was round thirteen, I think.
1: Yeah, thirteen. Yeah,
0: round thirteen. Um, so, yeah, Don Maeda here with Michael Antonovich and our co-host Alex Ray of the SGP Racing Maxis Tires Babbitts Kawasaki team here in our uh, lovely Airbnb in Salt Lake City with the uh, basement dwellers beneath us. Uh, probably listen in.
1: Probably. Hopefully they're a download <laughs> instead of just a free pirated link.
0: Yeah. So, man, three rounds in, we've had three distinctly different uh, track conditions and circumstances, right? So the first one was hot and dry. The second one was uh, at night and seemed a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday was just a shit show. Sorry, Bob,
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was definitely it was nuts, I mean, whenever we woke up uh yesterday morning before the race, we go outside into the to get into the truck, and there's literally hail on the hood of the truck, mm-hmm. and we're like, yeah, I mean yeah, it's cold, but geez, like we have hail already, <laughs> like it's supposed to be almost summertime here and and it's it was nuts, I mean, we were wondering sort of when they took the track. You know the covers off the track and how it was gonna sort of play out, but usually you know whenever we have a mud race, they do have the track covered and and some spots are a little bad, but and others aren't so um yeah, I mean, I think they did the best that they could. I didn't really agree with some of the stuff that they fixed and some of the stuff that they didn't fix mm-hmm. but I mean hey it's it's racing, you know i I'm sure they have a reason for it,
0: yeah, well, I mean there's a limited. There's a limited amount of time for track maintenance, right? But, I mean, for them to fix stuff. So they're mm-hmm. fixing the corners. And I think for safety's sake, in between the jumps and the jump faces could have been fixed.
2: Yeah, there was just curbs. Like, I mean, whenever they pulled the tarps off, usually it's just super um, wet in the transitions and super soft. And then the faces and, like, the jumps are dry. So whenever you get that, you land in a transition. It's like a square. Mm. And whenever you hit the jump, it just has, like, a huge hole, and it'll just buck you over the handlebars, and that's mm-hmm. that's what bit me yesterday. So
0: so you uh, you went down the first turn of the heat race, got run over, mm-hmm. got back up, got the groove going, and then hit a curb and just ate
2: it. Just died. Just took the next flight out, Spirit <laughs> Airlines, to Indonesia.
0: And uh, you, course, think, you think your bike landed on your leg, right?
2: Something, yeah, handlebar, fender, foot peg, I don't know. But, yeah, something hit, uh, like, the left side of my right knee Mm -hmm. and man it just blew up like a a big hematoma and Mm -hmm. uh it's all bruised up i have it wrapped right now and uh hopefully it'll be better for wednesday i'm starting to be able to bend it a lot so Mm -hmm. i mean i i can bend it sort of almost 90 degrees so it's pretty pretty good for one day but we don't have much time in between races so that's what sort of uh that's the challenge that is the challenge of of this whole thing you know we don't really have that much time to recover so
0: I mean, I think it's a challenge because a challenge to recover physically like you know from the exertion of it and then especially if you crash and you have an injury mm-hmm. that's a, a tenfold.
2: Yeah yeah, I mean the track it was definitely challenging you know I mean you had to stay on your toes and and be aware of your surroundings and I guess I just uh, I just boogered up a bit and it bit me.
1: Hey, right like considering when you're in California full- time, mm-hmm. you know Monday through Friday or whenever the ra- normal races are happening, and if something like this goes on, you could slip in and see Doc G or see someone to get therapy. Have you been able to find anything up here, or is it way too difficult and way too short notice? Um, it's
2: I don't know. I haven't done much research. I sent Doc G a text yesterday. He sort of just gave me some uh, some you know tips. You know, told me to get some kinesio tape. You know, I got to mm-hmm. follow up on that. And uh, but but yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely tough because you're out of your sort of element. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got to kind of. Go with the flow, get on the phone, and, and just start doing your research, I guess. I was talking to Don about maybe going to a cryotherapy place <laughs> this afternoon. So
0: Yeah, there's one in uh, Sugar House. Okay. Restore hyper-wellness and cryotherapy.
2: Yeah, that's probably where I'll be headed this you afternoon.
0: You can also get an <clears throat> illegal IV drip.
1: An illegal IV drip. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. To your point, too, on the track thing. So when I got there yesterday, the track was all under covers. Mm-hmm. And in the morning, like when we took that track walk photo... It was still sunny out. Pretty much as soon as they started pulling the tarps away, then the rain started. Yeah. And in those first few laps of practice, the jumps looked dry, but all of the transitions were all just swamped. just swamped. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then and then you could see. I mean, I don't know how much, um, you know, they showed of like the uh, on the race day live thing. Like in practice, there you could see like Sexton and those guys hit those curbs and just endo. Or, you like, could
1: see the front end buckle. Yeah. Like I mean, you could see the whole like. Go through the fork every day. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, the jump, the jumps
2: in themselves were dry. It was the transitions, the transitions that were wet and super soft. And, yeah, if you hit the wrong spot of the jump, mm-hmm. you, were, you were just going to go over the handlebars and do an endo.
1: Okay, the other big thing that I've noticed, especially after walking around on the track yesterday, there's a lot of gravel, a lot of road base in this dirt anyway. That felt like, especially in the mud, walking through, like, a river, like with boat sh- or like with water shoes on you could just mm-hmm. feel all the rocks moving underneath yeah, so was like that like rabble. impossible to get traction yesterday No it wasn't it honestly it wasn't too bad i mean for me like i
2: mean all the turns they had ruts in them like it, it honestly it felt kind of like an east coast race mm-hmm. but um i i there wasn't really much lack of traction i think the only spot there was lack of traction was actually um coming into the right-hander before the finish line obviously the straightaway was slicker than goose shit sorry bob and then um another spot was right before the triple and those were the only two spots that were actually like super super slick everywhere else was pretty tacky
1: inside of the triple like inside of the turn before the triple because that outside it was even dry up there yeah it was dry like it was
2: well like you would hit the berm Mm -hmm. and then it would just be slick like oh, the berm was the good, face, yeah, right. and then and it was slick up the face, and actually, like there was like one like path around the outside in practice to where it was down to the plywood. Oh, really? That's yeah, bad already. Yeah, that like first practice. I mean, the only practice. Mm-hmm. But um, I started just cutting to the inside because we were doubling. I was just splashed through the mud and just jumping on the inside. Mm-hmm. But it was, but yeah, like you said, it was slick right there, and then right before the finish line, it
1: was super slick. Was that as hard on your bike as you thought it was going to be? Like I thought with the way this dirt is here, it, if it got wet and then it started to dry out, it would just be concrete on guys' bikes and just mm-hmm. be frying clutches and everything? Was it that bad as he, far as heavy and, like, weighing the bike down?
2: No, I don't think so. I mean, obviously, I didn't ride the main event. Um, but uh, but heat race and practice, I mean, I felt my bike was working fine. I mean, it didn't feel heavy. It didn't feel like it was clumped up or anything like that. I mean, I was trying to jump some stuff. So, I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, usually like if you're putting around and you're going like super slow, that's when your bike sort of gets really packed up. But mm. or if it's raining and then it stops, like and it stops for a long period, that's whenever it starts to get super super gummy. But um
0: it didn't get like that. Yeah,
2: right? it di- it didn't really get like that. No,
1: they sort of stayed on top of it. I think like that rain starting right during that 250 main event <laughs> made everything good for the 450 main event because it didn't rain
2: during. Feel like the constant the... drizzle sort was of good. Yeah, yeah, it was actually good. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Hey, so uh, l- let's talk about the racing a little bit. So in the 250 class, obviously uh, in the main event, Chase hole shots. Shane makes an aggressive pass in like the second turn. Mm. Didn't come in, didn't make any contact. Checked out, was gone. Chase went off the track, came back up. Uh, I think did he, he landed on Enzo Lopes a- boom. in the corner. And uh, I guess
2: Enzo went went sort of right, I guess, to cut to the inside. Yeah. And there was really nowhere that section could go. Yeah. Sort of clipped him.
1: How he landed, too, like I saw it just graze the rear fender and the Mm -hmm. tire. So just enough to, like, make Enzo go squirrely, and he's already with a bad shoulder. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. like he got destroyed. And then for Chase, like, he just slid into home plate pretty much. Yeah.
0: So, you know, he's kind of having a hard time at the start of that race, and it's obviously Shane's going to run away with the thing. Then the red flag because Garrett Marchbanks goes down, dude. In those conditions, that, that's like the worst conditions to have a, a red flag for. Yeah. Obviously, Ch- Chase is pumped when that happens. You know, probably not. Nobody's pumped that Garrett's hurt, but mm-hmm. pumped to have a second chance at it. Better. Shane has to be just like pulling his, pulling his hair out. But, you know, comes back, keeps his composure, gets the second hole shot. And is leading, and Chase gets second, second place off the line, and they're battling. And he and Shane, I think he crashed into Cody Shock, right, mm-hmm. in a corner. But have you been in a restart, A-Ray, a red flag in a restart? Mm-hmm. Was it a complete restart or was it a single file?
2: Uh, I think I've, I think I've done both. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Are they,
0: are they, uh, are they tough? Like, are is no? It, yeah, it's definitely tough. Or is it kind of like? Or or in your instance, was it a chance to do do better off the line?
2: Um, I would say I would say a little bit of a second chance. Um off the like for a full restart, I would say like a little bit of a second chance. It just sort of depends on what, you know, spot that you're in. If you're in if you're in Shane McRash, you're like, Oh man, I gotta do that again. Mm-hmm. But if you're in sections, it's like, oh, it's a second chance, like you said. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit tough. Um, you know, it's just something you gotta deal with mentally, you know, like if you're if you're Shane, you just got to be like, hey, man, I got to do it again. You know, you just got to believe in yourself to, that mm-hmm. the fact that you could do it. But I think Shane, I mean, hey, he he got the whole shot again. They were right there, like sort of cat and mouse, like one and two, until, that, um, until he ran into Cody Shock mm-hmm. and tipped over. And I think after that, he rode conservative for, I think, the next, like, what, five minutes? Mm-hmm. And then by that time, Sexton had already had a 20-second lead. Yeah. You know, like towards the end, he started really, he started to get his, his like composure back mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, because I was, I was watching the race and it showed, uh, Macarath's me- like mechanic, he's had it on the pit board, 100% believe. Mm-hmm. So pretty much like his mechanic seen that he wasn't really giving it 100% and he was riding conservative. Yeah. After that crash, I think it spooked him. He didn't want to do anything even crazier and crash. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, it sort of took him a little bit to get back to the 100% of his riding and back into the groove, but once he did that, he started to eat away at Sexton's lead a little bit. But I think mm-hmm. it was too late at that point.
0: Yeah, I, I was surprised to see him, Axel. He actually rolled the whoops. Yeah. After he had fallen. hmm Really playing it safe.
2: Yeah, it, it took him a little bit. I think you know, like once you're in that that spot and you crash, I mean, I think for him it was it was pretty smart to just take a couple laps, catch a breather. And really, like, think about what he was doing and then really get back into his groove, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't want to do nothing stupid whenever you're in his position. That's for
1: sure. Yeah. The other thing he said when he went down, um, his gloves got in the mud and yeah. then he came up and his hands were cold. And anybody that's done, like, you know, oh, those. wow, yeah. If your hands are cold, it's over. Like, you're not able to do the clutch and all that stuff right. So he said that, like, in those last few minutes of the main, his hands were just hurting. Like, he could, like his fingers were just numb. Mm-hmm. So I could see that being a big factor. Um, for Chase, though, like, that was a huge, huge deal. Yeah. Because if you rewatch Wednesday night's race, like, he's defeated. You know, mm-hmm. they had him go to the podium. He is bummed. Like, he had his head down until they made the camera crew, like, said, hey, we're going to do your interview now. And then he looked up and then rode right off. So had that race not been restarted, I think he would have just been – completely out of sorts Mm -hmm. like he'd be devastated right now because he wasn't going to be able to come back and chase shane down yeah so he got really really lucky with that Mm -hmm. and that'll change that whole dynamic going into the end of the championship because this was pretty much turning into shane's to win after Mm -hmm. it was chase's to win um yeah if he doesn't get that red flag we're in a completely different situation
0: yeah really high emotions for uh after the finish line yeah (laughs) he's pretty pumped yeah so there's two rounds left in east
1: Right, one regular round and then a showdown, and then the
0: showdown. Yeah, <clears throat> so it's you know three points. Anything could still happen. You know, um, yeah, the Malcaras by no means out of it. I mean, it's if he beats, if he wins, and Chase gets second in the next one, it's a tie going into the showdown. Mm-hmm. You know, I I like the way they do the showdown now for the final thing where like you know East and West together, and mm-hmm. it's just that's got to be. That's got to be like so, so nerve wracking, right? Oh my gosh! Yeah. So for stressful. the championship guys going to that because then they have guys that can get in between both battles, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hey, the big thing for and this is for Shane and for Colt, and I'm interested to see how it is for Cooper and for Dylan too. When they're about 15 feet out of the gate and they go to grab the next gear, that thing Dude, immediately puts like three feet on everybody else.
0: Yeah.
2: And two and two, I mean, at least Shane McArath has Colt Nichols. I mean, as like a sort of like a teammate in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sexton he had Jeremy Martin, but as you could tell, like Jeremy Martin ain't really helping him out or anything. You know, I mean, he's not even yeah. racing the rest of the season, so he could get in there and and help, he, or he could have gotten in there and helped a little bit with with this championship, but not anymore. So mm-hmm. I feel Any- like Star
1: has more more guys, you know, in the hunt, sort of helping him out. Yeah, because Shane or Chase can't rely on Joe. Like Joe is just trying to learn and be yeah. a top 10 guy, so he's not going to get in there and try to run defense or run interference yeah. for anybody. When the showdown does come and they'll have Christian and they'll have the Lawrence brothers and all that stuff, that could potentially, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe if we get to a, a mm-hmm. really like doomsday situation, having the Lawrence brothers and then Christian in there could be a big asset to chase, but then even then, you have to. that's asking a lot because Stars got equally as stacked of a lineup with Justin Cooper and with Dylan. Mm-hmm.
0: And those two guys are in a battle of their own. Yeah. Yeah, those two aren't going to be thinking about helping anyone. No, no. All for themselves.
1: Honestly, and, like, with the way everything is setting up, this is going to make that showdown even better because it's all guys. I mean, three of the guys in the class right now, Dylan, Shane, Chase, are all going to 450 rides next year for sure, so they're Mm -hmm. going to want to leave it all on the line. You have guys like Justin Cooper and Colt that want to make their own place in it. Like, it's going to get interesting for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Austin Forkner, stuff like that.
0: So, uh, yeah, uh, Avery mentioned Jeremy Martin. <clears throat> what, are your, what are your guys' thoughts on him being upfront about it and, and telling telling the truth about why he's pulled out? Um,
1: I think that's better than lying about it.
0: Yeah, he'd twist he twisted ankle or something, right? He yeah. felt
1: bad that he like in that press conference thing. He felt bad that he lied to me. Like he yeah. apologized to me, and he told other people like within the team. Like I feel so bad that I lied in the press conference, but he did what he had to do. And mm-hmm. I guess there's been a lot of internal pushback from certain people about like are we going to be up front and say this but it's better that it is this way because he has been geico honda and honda's you know long time interest you know Mm -hmm. ever since he joined the team for that gp and then from here to now Mm -hmm. he's been the guy that they've put a lot of stock in getting hurt he should be where chase exon is right now he should be the guy going to a 450
0: i mean dude a year and a half off from broken back it's amazing mm-hmm. that he's back be, where he is.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like it's like he didn't even skip a beat almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So yesterday I was able to get him on, you know, FaceTime call and do a uh, quarantine daily show. But one thing he stressed was it was really important to him to be honest about it and upfront about what he was doing uh, because he was uh, he didn't want to be shady about it. So I thought that was cool. <laughs> I also thought it was cool that he was also racing yesterday. Mm-hmm. He was at a local race. Uh, racing two different classes. They're just uh, trying to sharpen the skills for the uh, 250 Nationals.
1: You know what? I honestly think that he could be, like, he could become champion again this summer mm-hmm. in the 250 class. I don't think that that's out of possibility now yeah, after you know, how well he's done already.
2: Mm-hmm. And with, with him being as light and as small as he is, you know, and I guess uh, Geico has found a few things for their engine package. And uh, so, that, I mean, I I feel like, you know, the bike and him have had a little bit of time to develop, and I think he'd be good outdoors. I mean, mm. phew, dude, he rips outdoors.
1: Yeah, he'll be the only former champion in the class. So that's one uh, credit yeah. that nobody, like one skill set that he'll have in understanding the pressure and what comes with it that all those other guys won't. Yeah, they've battled for race wins, but they've never been, you know, in a title and won a title successfully outdoors. It'd just be him
2: and Jay Coop, just one and two every weekend, I, I feel like. Ferrandis too. Oh, Ferrandis is racing outdoors. I thought he? I thought he was going to four fifty, but that's I don't know.
1: Oh really? Was oh, that,
2: well was, no, I haven't I haven't heard that, but I'm just saying he I just figured he would go to four fifty after Supercross. I forgot that he's doing the whole year. Yeah.
0: So uh four fifties, man, what a battle that was.
1: Oh my god. That was amazing.
0: <laughs> Cooper Webb is so tough. Dude. You can't break that guy mentally.
1: You know what? I honestly it sounds like he's been trying to rattle EY. I mean, I wrote this in the race preview thing that went up just before yesterday's race. He did it in the 250 class. Like, he jacked with everybody. He broke Jeffrey Hurling's at a GP. Like, he's gotten it to everybody, and I guess he's been talking a little bit of shit. Sorry, Bob. Uh, on the starting line mm-hmm. lately. So, he looked over at Eli while going through the whoops the other day. Like, he's doing what he can to get in Eli's head a little bit. It's old Cooper Webb, and it's working. hmm You know, and then for Eli, though, he's shown, like, hey, I am more mentally strong than I have been in the past. I don't think – I really don't think he's going to crumble the way that we thought he had, you know, in years prior. Mm-hmm. He might have really figured this one out. It's gonna come down to those two now. Like unfortunately I think Ken's out of it.
0: Yeah. I I was yeah I was talking to A Ray on the drive over here. I was like, man, you know, when when Kenny came out and and announced on his Instagram that he's having you know, he had that sickness that affected his breathing. I I don't know, it's like is it is it kinda like you you put it out there and then that means you've accepted it and you believe in it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe you should have not said anything.
1: But you know what, though? Even even in yesterday's race, it was almost on cue, like 8, 10 minutes, and then it just started going backwards. Mm. Yeah. And uh, that had to be a big pill to swallow to see the two guys that you're fighting for in the title lap you lap two you times. Twice, yeah, like, <sighs> yeah I, I think that one honestly could be even worse than anything. But knowing Ken, like, he could use that as some kind of motivation and come back and get into it. But, yeah, I really don't think, like, if you're hitting the wall at 8 minutes in, it's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Hey
0: Aries is racing in those conditions? You know, the bike's heavier, you're fighting it a lot more. Is it like far more physically demanding than
2: I think r- I think it's more mentally demanding than physically demanding. I mean yesterday I mean it was it raining in the four fifty Ming? No. A little bit? No? Okay. So I mean they didn't have to really like struggle with with like the rain. But dude, it was cold. I mean, it was yeah. cold. So I mean with Ken, like I mean that sort of played a factor you you would think like it it not being as hot and stuff like that you know it would be a little bit easier to last a little bit longer because Mm -hmm. you're not dealing with the heat you're not doing it doing it in 100 degrees but Mm -hmm. i mean hey he's still i don't know what he has going on but i mean everyone's sort of dealing with it everyone's still riding the same track dealing with the same thin air up there so i mean those guys just straight up beat him Mm -hmm. i mean
1: i think uh Don, like you being a guy that has asthma, mm-hmm. when it's cold out, is it worse? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it? It's yeah.
0: Harder, to, harder to warm up, for yeah. sure. And then the altitude's harder to deal with as well. But, but, you know, it's funny. I've been texting with Kenny, and he says it's not asthma. You know, it's, it's, oh, really? It's not asthma. It's, it's like asthma, but it's not asthma. Because he, uh, he told me he has an inhaler, mm-hmm. and he says it doesn't do anything warm. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he didn't say, because from what I understand, asthma is like trying to breathe through a straw. I, I guess it's kind of like that. You can't get enough, but he says what he can't do is he can't open his lungs large enough.
1: Oh, okay. You know what? And like we've kind of talked about this, you know, amongst ourselves, this does make sense why he was so protective and cautious during the preseason media day stuff. Like all when you did the Honda press day intro yeah. thing, I was like, you know, it's weird that he's. You know, we we already knew he had these energy issues from last year. This sounds like it's a separate thing. And it already sounded like, hey, there, there is something else going on. Mm-hmm. you know. So this is unfortunate because that's about that same timeline too of when he would have gotten sick because that mm-hmm. was first part of December. So, yeah, the other thing is now too, is this going to be a factor coming into the nationals? Like is he going to be okay when we're down at sea level in places like Indiana and Pennsylvania, or is mm-hmm. it going to be the heat and the humidity going to make it
0: worse? Yeah. I hope he gets it figured out because I yeah. sure hate seeing him uh, struggle like that.
2: Mhm. Yeah, that's for sure. But man, those those other two, man, that, that was a, that was I was like, this is probably like one of the best rides I've ever watched. I mean, obviously, there's been a lot of great rides in Supercross and stuff, but the best one I think here mm-hmm. lately in the 450 class, because usually it's kind of, you, know, you have those top guys and they just sort of break away. I mean, that's what happened. But they battled from the start to finish.
0: Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, hey, what was, the one pass that Eli pulled on Cooper? Where they're doing different rhythms in a section. Mm-hmm. Did he jump past him on the inside?
1: Yeah, I think so. It looked
0: mm-hmm. so gnarly on TV.
2: Yeah, yeah, right before the triple, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like he passed him going like five miles an hour faster than Cooper yeah. was going. Just...
2: Yeah, he like he went he went two three 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 into the turn before the triple, and I think Coop had just went two three two two, and he had caught the way up to him he jumped into that rhythm and then like sort of like brake slid right in front of him it was like sure and then just boom out of there and then coop dude like props to him too because he was running it in he there like right back, hard. Huh? he was running it in there hard like he was like hey like if i can't win this
1: win this race i'm gonna break your leg <laughs> you know what And they've done this he's done this in the last race too He Mm -hmm. does it just enough to know, like, you see an orange fender, he knows that you're there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But he just holds back enough that it's not dirty. And they both discussed that in the press conference. They're not going to, like, completely clean each other out because they're going to have a couple more years of racing to go. So there's no point in making enemies now. But, like, it's it's amazing. And how fast, like, you were there and you watched. That track was probably the gnarliest supercross track we've seen in 10 years, Mm -hmm. without a doubt. You know, yeah, and just, they were, like,
2: seat bouncing on those curbs, and I'm like, dude, someone's going to endo. But they never did. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you could hear him panic rev on the floor. Yeah, like, yeah. you could
2: see it kick him a little bit, like, mm-hmm. oh, man. But, yeah, they freaking, none of them crashed.
1: And see, in Cooper even, on Wednesday night's race, uh, the rhythm section before they crossed back over to the starting line, how far he would jump, he would over kind of, like, get over the front of the bars, mm-hmm. too, to where it looked like it would endo. So his riding style has been like that, but he was, he was good yesterday. Yeah. I think the uh, – the biggest thing for those two guys too, like they showed everybody, it's gonna be us too from here on out. I think it's gonna be those two this summer too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like they showed, that was a motocross track inside a stadium for sure. The that big bull turn after the finish line, that thing was destroyed, and how fast they both went through it. Like Eli went through it standing up one time. It was badass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nuts. Riders like Justin Cooper, Doan Ferrandis, Eli Tomac, Adam Antinap, Josh Hansen and more partner with Works Chassis Lab for engine mounts and other special parts to add comfort to and enhance the handling characteristics of their bikes. With championships and race wins to prove it, Works Chassis Lab parts provides the winning edge. Visit workschassislab.com for more information.
2: Hey guys, this is Shane McGrath of the Star Racing Monster Energy Yamaha team. BC Fit Mills has been a huge tool in my success by keeping me healthy, energetic, and recovering the best way I possibly can. All their meals are super delicious, ready to eat, and take the guesswork out of trying to eat right daily. Visit their website at bcfitmills.com and sign yourself up today. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed on in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world. Period. The engineers who design your bike trust inspect Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs.
0: Hey, it's Bo Han, team manager of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team. Works Connection has been building the best aluminum parts in motocross for over 30 years, from the awesome Pro Launch Start device to their original axle blocks. Works Connection parts are designed and produced in California, and we are proud to use them on our factory race bikes in supercross and motocross. Check them out at worksconnection.com.
1: What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether
2: it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order.
0: Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop.
2: What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Vescondido Action Sports team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto live show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the Action Sports special check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for
0: more welcome back to the kickstart podcast presented by 60 helmets um so guys what about the round before hey ray like it was at night mm-hmm. it seemed more like a real supercross it did yeah um
2: it was yeah. i mean it was it was a lot of good racing um Dude, the whoops were the deciding factor. I mean, like yeah. like in the main event, I think Mookie crashed or he he had something happen on the first lap and then he came like all the way back what mm-hmm. to fifth or sixth. Yeah, sixth. Six. Yeah. He was Seven. Just, Seven. he was yeah. just blowing by guys in the, in the in the whoops. I mean, yeah. I mean, he blew by Coop in the heat race. i just it was crazy. That was definitely one of the deciding factors that and then that rhythm on the far side, I think you went on off um, and then you went two small ones over a big one. And then you had to do that again, and then single into the turn. That section was pretty tricky. Um, you know, I mean, they were hitting that three onto the table like it was nothing. I mean, I didn't even try it because the track was like super rutted and
0: mm-hmm.
2: all that. And then uh, once the night came around, man, it was it got slick. You know, I mean, it was way better than than the day race, um, obviously, because we were racing at night. All the uh, moisture came up. It was a little slick coming into the corners. Um, I seen that firsthand because i watched the front but uh but yeah man like the whoops they were they were big they were some of the biggest i mean they were probably the biggest boots that we had all year there was 15 of them Mm -hmm. and uh and yeah like i said i struggled with them a lot of guys started jumping a few guys just stuck with the skimming all night and uh, yeah i mean it was i think it was a good racetrack
1: hey how did those whoops compare to those ones at arlington that other really really big set that we had this year let's see arlington I don't even remember it was like 15 or 16 then, too. Yeah. Remember, you came out of the turn and then just all the <laughs> way across <laughs> and then turned and then came back down the start straight away.
2: Yeah, I mean, dude, like they were, I mean, th- we've had some big whoops this year, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. I mean, Which we, has
1: been good. Remember San
2: Diego? I remember San Diego as well, the two right next to each mm-hmm. other. The first set wasn't bad, but the second set, they were. Because then
1: you had no drive coming out of that drive. Yeah, there
2: was no drive coming out of that corner, and, dude, you just freaking, those things were walls. Yeah. But but yeah, these these here uh, last week they were they were slick. They were very mm-hmm. slick. So you had to really really stay on your toes, and uh, yeah, I just I just started jumping through them. Um, I would think we we're going like three 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 or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, man, they were tough.
1: Very very tough. On those whoops too. Rewatching back to Wednesday night. I don't know who was better, Ken or Malcolm, through him. Because Ken in that first part of that main event, he would hit that, like, midway point and then just get even faster through the, through the last mm-hmm. half of him. He was really, really good there. Um, so that's been a big thing is, like, how good Malcolm is. And there's a lot of whoops mm-hmm. left in this, and he's always been good in them. So, yeah. And why, so, why is he so good, Don? What's the hat say?
0: <laughs> what the hat say? Send it. But, uh, <laughs> okay, okay so, so Mookie gets his first heat race win that night and then, and then falls, falls and comes but comes back. back. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really uh, impressively in the main. And then he comes in the next round and gets fifth, which is his equals his best ever finish. So I feel like he's gaining some uh, momentum and some confidence here.
1: I think he would have been a podium guy Wednesday night. Like Zach was good, so that would have made that last little bit of it, of it interesting because mm-hmm. if Malcolm could have freight trained behind Eli as he charged up, maybe even a little bit further behind him, not to say he could match Eli's pace, he could have picked off guys at the same clip. And then made those last few laps interesting. Yeah. But yeah, bu- I mean, bummer for Malcolm in the part that he crashed. with that I think that charge back shows everybody how he really is that quick and he has that racecraft to get through guys.
0: And he's, he's got the, the stamina. stamina. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, yeah, so if you're listening and you haven't seen the uh, Salt Lake City quarantine daily shows we've been doing, you might want to tune into uh, SwapModelLive.com and check them out. We did one with Malcolm. Well, we did it the Monday after, uh, wait, dude, it's like Groundhog Day here. Thursday. We did it Thursday after the race. And uh, while we were there, we also did one with Big James. And I have to say that was probably one of the favorite interviews I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really cool. So if you're a Stewart fan, James or Malcolm of any sort, you should definitely tune in to uh, watch the uh, James Stewart Sr. Quarantine Daily Show. So uh, other things going on? Uh dude your knee is jacked you're not gonna be able to ride bicycles with me anymore now i
2: might try no. and i might try and do a little town route a little bit later just to try and loosen it up and uh sort of see how it how it feels but uh but yeah man i'm sort of bummed you know i mean bobsled it's been fun you know we just had that rain and it's gonna be, it's gonna be nice on the trail. I was thinking about
0: it. I think that trail will hold dirt really well, but you know that one section that's wet. Yeah. That might be kind of sketchy. Yeah,
2: it'd be a little sketchy. What the first section? Like what upper? No, the, the
0: the section that's always been wet. Even, oh yeah. You know we drop down in between upper and middle. I think. Yeah.
2: That might be a little sketchy. And
0: where is that water even coming from? No idea. Yeah. No idea. There's a there's a section that's always been wet, Anton, and mm. you splash through it.
1: Are you going to move up here after this is over and become like a local mountain bike tour guide? Dude, I don't know, man, but
2: I like this place. I like it a lot. I mean, I yeah. I'm, I'm glad I came up here for this long. I I I don't want to leave. I know that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's beautiful up here. It is. A lot of haters on the trails, though.
2: Yeah, a lot of haters, you know, man. What, a lot of it, a lot of so, e-bike haters.
0: Yeah, but even even when I'm not on the e-bike, like I don't, I don't know, know why, man, but like like, like that's I that's it's that's kind that's of my that's my, that's my that's ha- my habit, my usual thing, I say good morning to everybody I cross paths with or or pass.
2: Yeah, and that nobody wants to good morning to
0: and nobody says anything back. Yeah, they just. Uh, yeah, it's it's disheartening. Yeah. It's like, man, we're out in nature. You think we would exercise. get some more polite people up here up yeah. in
2: Salt Lake, but apparently not. I mean, just want to say good morning to someone who can't even get a reply back.
0: Yeah. And so you know, I've just gotten fed up and I started. I'm doing great, thanks for asking. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I heard you do that the other day. It was funny. <laughs> I've heard him do it a lot.
0: Yeah, it's just frustrating, man. It's like be polite, yeah. be kind,
2: yeah. be friendly. Swap so So why have I I was looking on on Strava the other day and dude, all of your all of your rides got flagged.
0: Yeah, yeah, dude. What is it? That guy you talked to, right? Yeah.
2: So I, I talked to this guy. We're at. did he
0: even flag my my stump jumper ride. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's just a hater. I don't know. Uh,
2: we were uh, we were at at Sled the other day. We were all just sitting there waiting on uh, I think Luke Cloud to show up because we had like this nice little group we were going up with, and, uh, and yeah, this guy he's like, hey, you uh, you need to set your rides as an e-bike ride. I'm like, I changed my rides. He's like, yeah, I know you're good, but tell your friends. I'm like, you mean swap and Pulp and mix? He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, man. Like I looked at the Strava times and they go up just as fast as I do. And I have freaking KOMs up this thing. I'm like, all right, man, I'll tell them." you know, but I'm like, hey, man, I changed my ride to e-bike ride. He's like, yeah, yeah, I see that you do that. But those other guys, they don't, they don't do that.
0: Dude, talk about a serious wing. <laughs> <laughs> and like
2: and I know how you are. I know for a fact that you're not going to you're not going to change your bike, your ride to a D yeah, e-bike. I don't ride. care. No, there's like 2000 or 5000 people going up the trail like
0: Yeah, dude, I don't know why he's all bitter because it's not like I I'm not in the top 10 in anything. <laughs> you know, even on the pedal assist.
2: Yeah, it does. Yeah, you know, like
0: know. I, I mean usually Here's the thing: is if I'm if I'm screwing around on the Levo and I get a really good time that gets me a cup, I'll change it. Yeah. Or I'll make the ride private so it doesn't count. Yeah. But dude, it's just, I'm not even up there. I'm just because like half the time we're stopping and taking pictures and goofing around. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Ragdoll, Ragdoll bunt.
2: Is that what it's called?
0: That's the, you said that was his name. You found him on Strava. Oh well, yeah, right? he
2: commented on one of my rides.
0: Yeah. Penis.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's just flagging all your rides I'll, I'll, yeah. did he flag Pulp of Maxis too I don't know had to ask him
0: but Steve don't care no Steve don't Steve care Steve either. cares even less than me Steve
2: has almost every single trophy in, in Vegas oh and yeah in, yeah he never changes his rides it's like him and Jeff Ward just, <laughs> but Jeff Ward was on a regular bike I think
0: yeah ah, I so, so I went, I went to, to uh, Bobsled to go do that down- downhill jump mm-hmm. and I was all focused on it I even Got the the couple couple shifts shifts beforehand, was pedaling, and then there's a family stopped on the face.
2: See, I talked to Zacho. He said he didn't do it either. Yeah, I talked to him about it But I did it, man. It was easy.
0: He said, it's not for me. I did it. It wasn't bad. It's not bad? bad? No, it's not bad. So what's the – it's just kind of weird. I don't know that I've done a step down that big. Like, do you land harder because it's a step down?
2: No. It, It literally feels smaller than the car jumps.
0: Really? Yes. All right. That's it.
2: Dude, you just, you just roll over it and just commit, and I swear you'll make it.
0: All right.
1: I think uh, if you take him back to that pump track that we went to the other day, yeah. by the end of this, he will, A, have done all of those jumps, and he'll leave here with another bicycle. I
2: guarantee <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he'll get a dirt jumper, oh, right? yeah, Full stiff. If we'll be going to Lake Elsinore to that, con- or that cement yeah. pump track. But
0: dude, but, dude, how cool is that? There's, like. A pump truck with dirt jumps and ramps and stuff underneath the freeway in the middle of town. Bro,
2: you should have went to this place. We went to bobsled, but we went like a different way. And, dude, there is all kinds of just jump lines. Dude, I stayed there for.
0: He says just to the right, right?
2: Yeah, it's it's like I something, I Street or something. Mm. But it was like it's right up next to bobsled. You can even do the jumps and then take the trail up to bobsled. Mm-hmm. Like I guess, like the back way, mm-hmm. and dude, it's so much fun. We we literally sessioned over there for like an hour, just doing mm-hmm. jumps and throwing huge pancake whips, dude.
0: With your tongue out.
2: Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> and my lycra kit and my yeah. HJC. Yeah, lycra helmet. and HJC.
1: Yeah. Ryan Nyquist would not be impressed.
2: No, I mean, I, I, I think um lopes commented on on my instagram he's like dude you got to get rid of that lycra i'm like i have baggies it's just they were dirty <laughs> you know i need to wash them i haven't done my laundry yet would
1: you be the first guy to do rampage in a full lycra kit
2: i, I would do it yeah yeah i'd be in probably way worse shape than i am in now though <laughs> jeez
1: mm-hmm.
0: so, so all right Kate, Kate texted me last night what he said he's all, he's all bro i thought i was the only guy that got kicked out of supercross you're like my teammate.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I guess there's some uh, there's some rumors going around that
1: you need to squash, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. So what? People were people thought yesterday that I tested positive for COVID.
1: At first, I thought I was just getting screwed with because like yeah. that's what usually happens. And then this like when it was Roger that like Larson that asked me, I'm like, yeah, Rogers being an asshole and like so yeah. But just like he's just trying to like, you know, poke fun. And then I was just walking through the pits and Lars from like, oh, it wasn't you that got kicked out from swap mo- or it wasn't you that tested positive from Swap Moto Live. And I was like, what? And he's yeah. like, yeah, no, we heard that Don tested positive. And I'm like, no. And then a couple minutes later, somebody else was like, hey, is Don okay? Well, yeah, Vara. Yeah, right? Vara. Yeah. Hey, is Don okay? Is, is everything all good? I'm like, Uh, yeah, you sure? And he's like, Oh, no, we we heard he's sick. I'm like, No, he's not sick, he's at home. Like, there's other reasons.
0: If it hadn't have been raining yesterday, I would have been on my bicycle posting pictures. Yeah,
1: that's racist.
0: What's that? Because he's high risk and Asian. Yeah, just assuming. Yeah, Yeah. in these these trying times, (laughs) so yeah, so so, uh, to clear clear the air, um, you know, the uh, supercross Supercross reboot, they they allowed what four or five media outlets to come. Mm -hmm. You know, we were very flattered and fortunate that they chose us as one of them. Um, but each each outlet got to send one guy, and you're either a photographer or a reporter, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously, <laughs> Anton loves to be at the races. He lives to be at the races. So I'm not going to take take that away from him. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there goes the COVID. Well, yeah, you know?
1: as he coughs. Yeah. Yeah, I would have been a flagger if you would have taken that spot.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, I'm going to, uh, let Anton go. And we, uh, devised this, uh, plan that I would come as well and, and help with things and, uh, do the Salt Lake City Quarantine Daily Show and also generate other content like the, uh, Flying Iron Horse Ranch video that's up on our site right now. Um, but uh, but uh you know we do help help our friends at Star Racing out a little bit with their Instagram and their website and uh, Bobby Reagan was not coming so Will said he could get me with the team to uh to uh continue to do stuff firsthand there so I was pretty active on the Star Racing Instagram posting stories and so forth but uh Yeah the rules you know what there's like is a 25 pages rule book mm-hmm. like you know about what you can and can't do in the social distancing uh, regulations and one of them was uh media was not to interact with any any riders right yeah. you come to the pits if you're a photographer and shoot photos but you couldn't do interviews mm-hmm. so, round so round 1 uh followed the rule book to a T you know I, I interviewed Colt and Shane um but uh fortunately you know i have friends with enough riders that they sent me selfie uh how was your weekend videos for that and then Kayla Kayla Mead at Honda Honda helped me with the uh, Honda guys. And uh, Roger Larson from 7 helped with the Moto Concepts guys since he's in there with Malcolm. But uh, But, uh, the whole time time I'm watching, you know, know, some other other journalists uh, that I'm not going to blow out right now. But, you know, walk walk around the pits thinking they're slick with a microphone on a mic stand. Thinking that that was okay to do that and stand a little, little, little ways away. But, uh, but uh, I don't know. So and then I was just waiting to see if there's some fallout after round 1 and there was not. And then round 2, it seems even more lax. So I'm like, hey, maybe I should
1: step it up. Get out there and do it too.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I saw I saw someone from another outlet interviewing Cooper, so I did the same. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think uh, the there's uh, there's a person that works for the health department that's a motocross fan and they uh saw, saw her, how was your weekend and flagged it, mm-hmm. it and star racing, racing pit pass pull. pulled and so i mean it's back, back to plan a you know me sitting in the condo watching the race on tv, TV and working remotely and still, still got, got uh, a 20 minute how was hours your weekend, weekend getting published here after we get this uh, podcast up so um yeah it's just kind of a shitty deal that people start rumors
1: honestly in two like yeah it sucks that it's rumors but jokingly like knowing this is moto it's about a circle that big yeah, yeah. and i mean even on saturday night we started hearing yeah a media person tested positive a privateer tested positive all this other stuff was going on so who really knows i mean that mm-hmm. stuff happens all the time and so i it's weird to finally be in that position now because we've heard so many things in the past about guys like testing positive for like a lot of stuff and then it's never yeah. true so i'm I'm sure that did not feel good for you yesterday.
0: You know, I was thinking about it uh, this morning. I'm like, dude, it's, it's not. I mean, obviously, I'm not sick. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think the funniest rumor that's ever been spread about me was true. Remember when I ripped my ball sack yes. at Hangtown and my nut fell out? That happened on a Saturday because of a two-day national. And Sunday, I showed up at the races and, you know, Doc Bodner stitched me up and wrapped me up like a sumo wrestler. And, and I was walking, walking around working and so many people were like oh you're here it must have been a bad rumor oh no it was true man but it's just, but it's just funny how fast word spreads yeah. in our little circle of uh, yeah. people, people in motocross
1: that had to hurt
0: yeah, it hurt <laughs>
1: ugh. Ugh. Jeez. Oh my god. Um, but yeah I think like it's whatever I mean we know how it is And but I think too like to Feld's credit and all that stuff like yeah two wrongs don't make a right yeah, so no, we, no, like, no, I, and, and I, had had yeah.
0: I had a great conversation with Dave Prater about it. I apologized. He said he's not mad at me and he understands, you know, my logic and my thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I told him, too, I go, dude, I'll be, I'll be honest here, since, you know, since we're not at Transworld anymore, we're at Swap Mode Live, and we all own it, I go, our style is more to beg for forgiveness than to ask for permission, you know? I you know, think...
1: I, uh, yeah. I think we were kind of the sacrificial lamb in a bit. Like, yeah. granted, we know we, we messed up. Like, there's no denying that. Nobody's trying to say that. But the other problem was there was guys doing interviews without masks on on property. Mm-hmm. And for that to be then pushed out in the public and then the public see, hey, they're doing one thing. But then as soon as they get away from the track, they do this other thing. So then it's a big PR nightmare. So I yeah. do understand that. And the other thing is, too, they needed to whip people in line because there were a lot of teams and a lot of people that were thinking that they were just, like, kind of bullshitting with the rules. And they're not. Like, yeah. this yeah. whole thing could really be stopped if the health department's like, you're not taking this seriously. This is government property. work done. Yeah. So we get it. You know.
0: You know it's gnarly about how serious they are is they booted Dirt Shark yesterday.
1: Honestly, I am I'm so surprised by that because. Yeah, because yeah,
0: he's a monster. And I like
1: Ash. I know a lot of people, yeah. you know, whatever. Ash has never been anything but nice to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would think that he has free reign to do pretty much whatever he wants to do. And to his credit, he did pretty well. Yeah, there were a couple times where he was too close, but he has like an eight-foot-long GoPro stick that mm-hmm. he was doing it with, and then his handheld camera zoomed all the way in. So like, he made an attempt to social distance, but he still flagrantly broke the rules. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, i surprised to see him get the boot.
0: Yeah, I think he gets to go back, though. Oh, really? I think it was just a one-race thing. Mm. But, um, but uh, <laughs> either way. I didn't mind watching on TV, except I noticed I snacked a lot more.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Because the fridge is, like, right there.
0: Dude, I don't know. Like, I can – if I was watching it in bed on my phone, I would have been fine. But sitting on a couch with a big-ass TV right there, I was like, I need some chips. Oh,
2: man, I would have Uber-eat some, like, Popeyes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, uh, we got a couple days today and tomorrow off. Mm -hmm. You need to go to cryotherapy. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you want to go? Uh, you know what? They have a I, – I was looking at the website. They have an oxygen bar. Mm. I, might, I might go see what that's all about. <laughs> like Let's it's go. in Vegas
1: with the, uh-huh. like, pina colada. Yeah.
0: It's a date. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to wait for the trails to dry up and go hit them this afternoon. You want to go? No.
1: I need to get on my Oh, stuff yeah.
0: Up. You're doing You're doing the you're doing <laughs> math is the show. Oh, Matheson show and
1: kick and all that, yeah. Trader I'm bro. having a lot of fun, though. My God, like – the e-bike the thing.
0: Anton's, Anton's only been out twice.
1: Yeah. Like twice, but I'm committed again. I love it. Yeah. You need to take him back. Now that the weather's fine, we need to go back to the pump track. I would think we probably have to go to the pump track tomorrow. Yeah. That thing didn't look like it right. holds water
2: that well. It yeah. is yeah. under a bridge, but I feel like it, yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I want to go back to that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, like that was fun. Honestly, like thanks for taking me out on Friday. Um, I would never ride a traditional mountain bike here. Uh, that looks like no fun. Mm. Mm. But yeah, That's that not. e-bike was, was rad. Shout out to uh, GT Bicycles and
2: freaking Steve Spencer for helping me out yeah. and my teammate Alfred. Yeah, you bikes. got to
0: meet you got to meet someone from GT. Yeah, right?
2: yeah. I mean, I've I've met um, Gary Turner before, but uh, oh really? I, yeah, yeah. i met him because um, Supercross. We had those uh, like the those pit bikes that we were yeah, around those with gigantic the, the those like cruisers, the, right? the yeah, gigantic yeah, yeah. cruisers and stuff. So I had to go pick those up at his shop in Huntington. So I met him there and then uh, and then yeah I met the uh, marketing uh, marketing guy Steve Spencer, and he actually gave us one of his personal GTs for uh my Rod K- Bell to ride. Yeah, for Rod Bell to ride. So shout out to Steve Spencer.
1: I want to see you a couple more days on that pump track and then have like a GT performer with the plastic mag wheels like it's 98 all over again. Oh, oh. <laughs> all chrome, dude.
2: You don't want to see it. I'll I'll bring out some Jinko jeans and get some friction.
1: <laughs> get the gyro do be, do bar spins. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Bring a boom like a oh big ass boom box on my shoulder, just come cruising down the street with four up? pegs.
0: Yeah. yeah, all right, it's getting silly. We're gonna sign off. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we will talk to you next Monday. In 2013, 6D helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets with its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts. The original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2U are even better than the original and carry a limited 3-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 6DHelmets.com for more info.